today's episode, I talk with Ronak Banahi about what it means to be a bad bitch, which leads into a discussion about the patriarchy, and she shares tools at the end to get you started on owning your inner bad bitch. Hello, and welcome to Reconsidering Words, where we go deeper into the language of dating, relationships, and authenticity. Today, I am here with Ronak Panahi, and she is a trauma-informed, intuitive, pleasure-based life mentor. She helps women ignite their primal fire, uncover and unleash their inner bad bitch by shedding the layers of good girl conditioning, breaking the patterns of self-destruction so that they can create a life based on being true to who they are inside on their terms, which makes their pussy wet and their brain on board with their new lifestyle. So today, me and Ronak are going to be talking about what is a bitch and what does that really mean? I have a definition to start off here from Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And as the very dry term being a female dog, wolf, fox, or other, and the informal being a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. I don't think that's how we're going to be talking about it today. So hi, Ronak. Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Yes, that's not how we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of what is your definition of a bitch? Well, for me, bitch is actually a woman that is embodying her power. She is basically living in her body, loving her body, really showing showing off her body if she wants to. And she is embodying her truth she's very authentic to what she uh, brings to the world she is authentic to herself she um, creates from a place of trust in herself and she brings so much power I mean the world starts started from a woman right it all started from a woman and I feel like us owning our power in the patriarchy it kind of like triggers, you know, the people, even a lot of women as well, who are not embodying that power. And then we start, you know, um, calling each other bitches, not knowing that it actually means that they are, oh my God, they are triggering me. That's why I'm calling them a bitch because they are owning their power. They are owning their voice. They are owning their body. They are, walking into a room, owning the room, and I am I am either intimidated or triggered, and that's why I call them a bitch. And I feel like that's where my work starts, that I'm like, okay, let's start to unleash your inner bad bitch. And I feel like it's really different for everyone how that inner bad bitch comes out. For some people, their inner bad bitch is like this super like powerful, empathetic person that was like you know really shut down because of so many things that happened in their childhood or past life and all of these things so you brought up the term in their bad bitch uh which even i i looked up on urban dictionary that and i feel like even that was different from your definition because they talked about they said a woman who is confident um but they also went into she is independent she doesn't need anybody um I don't know. Does that still fall into that term or is that like a little bit or is that kind of the individualized? So I feel like that is the um, the shadow of the independent woman. 
you know, that like, I don't need anyone. Like, that's the fearful side that like, I don't need anyone, I can do anything on my own and all of that. If we are looking at the world in large, like, we are all very much relationship um, oriented, like we need relationships to thrive, we need relationships to heal, like, I really have so much problem with like, this thing that is like, Oh, my God, love yourself first. And like, you know, everything is going to be great. No, 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 no. Yes, love yourself. But like your healing is going to happen in relationships, you cannot sit in the corner of a room and love yourself and expect that like your relationships and your friendships and all of that is going to be healed, even in your business and all of these things. So I feel like when we say a bad bitch, um, the, the problem that I have with that is one of the archetypes, which we are going to talk about of the good girl that is the independent woman that she is, she just doesn't want anything, but she just, because she doesn't trust anyone, she barely trusts, um, you know, her and close friends and all of that. Um, so I feel like that's my definition of a bad bitch. Yeah, no, I really like that. I especially, I totally agree with that. I think people isolate romantic partnership or self-love, but it's really like all the relationships and you can learn and grow and they all help each other. The more you learn and heal in those pieces. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. And yeah, it's such an interesting thought on, it seems like the way that people are using bitch in your terms are the shadow side. And to me, that brings up like, um, issues around power and you said like getting triggered like how do you feel about that like um yeah like what is happening in that exchange uh so one side is triggered and yeah do you see that as a use of overpowering um do you mean like between women i was actually thinking between like a man being derogatory towards a woman but by calling them a bitch yeah well because like it's totally like any gender it's, it's yeah. really gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like because my work is towards women, that's why I talk about women. But normally, like, I feel like uh, based on like my studies and the things that I have done and the things that I have seen in my lifetime, I'm from Iran. So I bring the wisdom of how I have from the other side of the world as well. That like, it's such a universal thing. It's, and that's because patriarchy is a universal thing. And um, we can, you can see it everywhere that you go in this world. And um, the reason, the reason I feel like men call women bitch, a bitch is because um, they feel like they feel intimidated. They feel less than they feel, uh, they don't feel powerful um because a woman is owning her power owning her body owning her voice um and they want to shut her down because that's how that's how like in the past i mean like it's been like a few decades that um women even in america have been able to even have a credit card to own a property because we started being the property and being you know um only really striving to be a good woman so we can be a good girl so we can be married marriable marriageable whatever you want to call it and I feel like when a man calls a woman a bitch 
because he feels like he can't have power over her. Especially in this world today that like we can see a rise of a feminine power, which I'm super excited about. And, you know, these days you can see a lot of men that are triggered, especially like on TikTok and all of these video, little videos that you see like, like, we don't want a man, we don't want a woman that is like, you know, like a man and being a CEO and da 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 And they don't, like, if you look at all of these men, you see that little boy inside of them that is like very like triggered and feels disempowered just because a woman is owning her power. And it is all, we are all trained. So boys are trained to be, um, you know, having power, showing masculinity, don't cry and all of these things. And women are, you know, oh my God, you look so beautiful. And like, you know, and, you know, be a good girl. And like, don't talk like that. Girls don't laugh like that. You know, a woman doesn't talk, sit like that, talk like that. You know, they, so they put women in a box, girls, women, whatever you want to call it. Like if you have a pussy in between your legs, you are put in a box of a good girl so that you can be marriable. Maybe this worked 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Today, it doesn't work. And that's why I feel like today women are coming to like, this is not okay. This is not okay. I want to own my power. I want to create something. And on the other side, we have boys that feel like, you know, they have to win something and like they are not worthy or deserving if they are um, crying or, or if they have any feelings and all of these things. And I just feel like there needs to be a beautiful alchemization of all these things so we can thrive. If I think I went on a tangent. That, so. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really good. Um, yeah, you talked about kind of just the men being triggered by the fact that women are owning their power and, you know, just trying to put them down for that, which, and kind of like you said, it's not really um, based on gender. So it's the same for women as well, just when they call someone a bitch. And yeah, going into that good girl type of mentality is so you feel like that's a patriarchal or is that a parents raising their children like where does I that feel, come from yeah I feel like there's a lot of things so like obviously started it started with um that little box of the good girl like this is where you exist and I know your listeners cannot see, but like my hands are like looking like a cubicle that is like, yeah, you, yeah. this is where you live. This is how you can act. This is how you can be, talk, whatever. And that, that kind of conditioning comes, we, it gets kind of like reinforced by the family, by the society, by your friends, by your peers, if we are not all empowered in our like truth and authentic self, I feel like we start um, even imposing that on ourselves, reinforcing it on ourselves because like you've been conditioned, let's say like you've been living your life for like third last 30 years. I'm just going to talk about myself. And then one day you wake up and you're like, fuck, I 
I really haven't lived because I've been just like on autopilot um, and kind of just existing based on whatever I learned, uh, you know, all these conditionings. And when you want to change, you have to kind of like decondition all of these things and like break all those patterns. I, I don't want to say it's only from this because I feel like it started, obviously, as I said, like the patriarchy. And then they said, okay, so women could be like only this way. There are a lot of places. I mean, still, they still exist right now that like they, if they see that the baby is a girl, they would kill the baby. They would um, bury it lie alive. And that is just like such a sad thing because like that's, I feel like females are like, the strongest of the species because of how we are built in general and how we give birth and like life starts from us and all of that. And owning that is the part I feel like the good girl, the good girl is just like, oh, this is just like so much of a stretch to just even stand up and set a boundary. So one of the things I feel like, especially I've seen it a lot um, among like a lot of us that are like, you know, we are like trying to um, really break out of all of these conditionings is we're trying to not, um, how can I say it? It's like police ourselves or, um, you know, like ha have an authority on our, on each of us, each side of our brain that is like, okay, don't do this. Don't walk like that. Don't, don't say it like that. A good girl doesn't do this. A good girl doesn't do that. So like, if we really saw, when we really start coming out of that um, little box, it's going to be scary to set boundaries, to scream at someone, to when somebody's like, I remember like the other day I was walking and I think somebody, a guy said, um, you would, you would look prettier if you laughed, if you smiled, not laughed, if you smiled. And, and I said, you know, like you looked prettier if you, I said something bad, but like, let's not go there. <laughs> but meaning like, so like, I feel like when we want to come out of it, we have to be okay with saying the bad thing that we want to say. I just want everybody who's listening to this, just like be really, really gentle with themselves if they are starting to really, really come out of that good girl box, because it is a new thing. So your brain is going to go back to survival mode and survival mode is being a good girl that is marriable. So be very gentle with yourselves. And I'm sending you so much love who are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's that there's so much in there of, so it just sounds beyond the, well, it's, it is the patriarchy, but the fact that like, it's been through history, it's still happening. Like it, it is hard to step out of that because you are surrounded by it. It's like, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Is there uh, anything from like within your sources or just in general that you would say of where people could maybe find more of a community or like talk to other people that were more like-minded? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I think uh, one of the groups that I'm really helping to create and, I, and I'm really excited about what it's there out there for it is my Unleash Your Inner Bad Bitch Facebook group. It's free. Come join. Uh, I'll, I have different things. We talk about different topics every day. So and I will go live and really we, we really try to um, um, help those parts of you that have been just like really um, um, boxed and um, shut down and repressed really come out. And the other thing is uh, the other basically resource is actually Kasha Urbaniak's book. It's called Unbound, um, Women's Guide to Power. I think that book is absolutely amazing and I have read it. Um, actually, I just started reading it like two days ago and I couldn't stop, so I finished it. Uh, it's such a beautiful book and she really talks about different, she's also um, really here to bring women back to their power and like this whole good girl conditioning and all of that. So that's a beautiful resource as well. So, um, we've talked about kind of reclaiming the bitch and overcoming kind of stepping out of that good girl, um, stereotype or just conditioning that Mm -hmm. you called it. And I'm just curious, like, um, what was your like first step? Like when, when did you make this conscious first step for you to stop that good girl conditioning? I feel like for me, the first step, because I come from Iran and like coming, coming to America, like I was able to, you know, um, not have the hijab and like wear the clothes that I wanted to. And I feel like the first step for me was kind of like, coming out of that shell and like really owning my body. I couldn't hide it anymore. Like I didn't want to hide her anymore and really coming out of, you know, that dynamic, but something that the next step, which I feel like a lot of people can connect to is really owning um, my voice. So I have worked with a lot of women and normally a lot of us have problem with our throats. Like either there is a lot like um, just like stuckness in our throats and it's because we are not owning our voice. We're not being authentic. We're not saying the things that we want to say and like really step-by-step really small steps because we don't want to burn out here as well. So like small steps, like, can I say no tomorrow, even though I know my friend needs me? Can I, um, you know, really trust myself. Although everybody said that, like, don't trust your intuition. A woman's intuition is blah, 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 blah. Like, can I own my intuition and trust my intuition? These small steps really, really helps you. And I think all of us helps us really um, own our truth, own our authentic self and own that inner bad bitch that really wants to come out and really talk and be authentic. Um, but we have repressed her for so many 
decades that, you know, coming out of it, it's going to be scary. As I said, like really being gentle with ourselves is very important. I feel like the patriarchy has made us feel like we have to um, uh, operate like men, you know, um, and that is just cannot be far from the way it should be because we are our bodies are different how we are uh, wired is different and I feel like in especially when it comes to healing and when it comes to transformation we want everything to be popcorn and everything to be fast and um, it is just not the healthiest way to approach it I have done it like it's coming from um my own uh my own experience because I'm also a sex love and relationship coach uh with Layla Martin I know you are also so like we have we we had like one year of like this intense coaching and I was like I gotta get there like I gotta go fast I got like healing like let's go let's go let's go but like we burn ourselves out again so I feel like the patriarch really has made us feel that like we have to go fast like and we have forgotten and lost our own pace in a lot of ways also my kind of continuing question off of that is so I think it's kind of hard to see sometimes when you're when you haven't reached this point of like you, you are very bold and very strong, like as who you are right now. So it's like, <laughs> I, th- I think for people who are just hearing this and kind of, I don't know, maybe like, uh, like thinking that that's too much or when people like when I was 20, mm-hmm. I, I thought all I had to do kind of like you're saying is like, I just have to work harder. I like, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I want to get that job, I just have to work harder. I just have to whatever. But it's like, um, now I view things a lot differently and I understand like the different scales and I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, and maybe like, yeah, if it's just like more of a, a personal thing that's happened to you, but like, was there anything you noticed that you were being put down, obviously coming from Iran, but like even in America that you were being put down by the patriarchy, but you, it took so long to even realize that that was having such an impact on you. Well, one of the biggest things I feel like is silencing women. And like how we silence ourselves. Like when it comes to workplace women get paid less than man uh when it and like voicing that like having a voice i feel like everything started from somewhere like um these um i'm trying to see how i can touch on this that like it can connect to everyone it's not only my own experience um so us silencing silencing ourselves is I feel like one of the biggest um biggest things that patriarchy has done to women because from love our mom said like 
don't say anything, you know, um, don't be loud in front of your dad or like, don't say this in front of your uncle or like when you're out, like wear something different that like you're not uh, catching in anyone's eyes or like, you know, you're not like being like, don't be too much. And also don't be not enough, you know? So like, I feel like we are just like being stretched in between too much and not enough. And this is so, so subtle that like we start like that. I feel like the biggest thing that the patriarchy has done, like made us like create a jail for ourselves. And that jail is the jail of, I don't want to be too much, but I don't want to be not enough either. So like, there is no in between, like you are being stretched. And like, if you're outside and you're wearing what you desire, you're either a whore or, or you're uh, right off, like right, right off, right off the bat, you're crazy because you just don't know what you're doing. And so I feel like that's the most subtle thing that patriarchy has done, like us silencing ourselves. Like our moms silenced us out of love. They really thought they were really loving us. And then it um, kind of translated into me not being able to, me, I'm saying like me as a woman, all women in the world, like our mom silenced us and then um, we were not able to um, speak up when a man molested us. And then that translated into trauma in the relationship. Then I got into a relationship with a narcissist and then I could not speak up and then that translated into I went into a workplace that was toxic and um, um, everyone was talking over me and I didn't have a voice. And then that translated into I started silencing my own child. So like, do you see how like it's a ripple effect? And I'm not saying it's only coming from our mothers. Like it's, it was totally out of love and they really thought they were doing um, good for us um, but it definitely I feel like it has created so much it's like this freaking jail that we created and out of the you know the conditioning that we got you know from our parents especially like um, our generations previous generations um, and what we learned from our teachers then what we learned from our society and then we went outside and we had a boyfriend and like that was a whole situation and like how we could not speak up for what we wanted because we didn't want to be annoying and then you know all of these things it's very subtle because every because the patriarchy says um you know if you are not catering to your man then you know what are you here for you're not catering to your man and you're not bearing children like what are you here for you're good for nothing that's like what patriarchy says what religion says like all of these things and like I feel like that jail of the good girl is what we have um basically unconsciously subconsciously created for ourselves
That is huge. I mean, and not only, I mean, there's a lot in that. It it really reminds me though of something that helped me kind of in not being like that and silencing myself is that and not feeling like I was crazy for standing up for myself is um, there's a quote that went something like they wouldn't try to snuff you out and get rid of you if they weren't afraid of how powerful you really are. And I think that's like so true. And that kind of even leads back to just like that microaggression of when men call women a bitch or anybody. It's like they're scared of that power, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I feel like I want to touch on two things that you said. Let's get rid of the word microaggression. It's aggression. There is no micro. (laughs) I'm done with that. (laughs) Um, and I feel like our men need to understand how they, they should, um, start up leveling so they can like, um, add to the world that is happening like in the feminine rise and how they can be a part of it instead of fighting it so i feel like these words kind of like the microaggression that's why i didn't want to call you out by any means yeah no no that's great this word i really want to like i just want it to be out so that's one thing the second one is like i love that you touched on that that like they see your power and they are afraid of it i mean let's go back to witches witches are we're medicine women basically they are they were full of wisdom and they could and they had so much connection to the divine and they could alchemize things and like they could make changes and that's why they were they were afraid of witches that's why they were burned that's why they were burned yeah because witches came I feel like there was a lot more in a lot of societies there was a monarch or um yeah a monarchy originally and Mm -hmm. um became patriarchy um yeah and i i definitely feel like yeah just they were scared of this power that they didn't have i mean women just having the ability to even create life and just yeah so much magic um Yeah. yeah absolutely And I feel like that is the fear right now. Even I have seen like in different relationships and even like in my friends or like um, my clients, some of them that like, like the, the masculine side of the partnership is like very afraid of, um, very afraid of like the woman having power. Although they don't show it, but it shows up in their sex and their how they are showing up and how they are like, you know, um, talking to their partners and all of these things, which I feel like um, it can change, but we just need to start from somewhere. And I feel like the best place to start is helping women unleash that part of themselves that has been like very much repressed for ages. I feel like, and that one point that you had of just even using your voice, trusting yourself more, those are huge. And and also just being kind as you kind of step into this new world of thinking. Um, Yeah. yeah. So as we kind of wrap this up a little bit, is there anything else that you would like to say about the word bitch or reclaiming your bad bitch or anything along those lines? 
Actually, I want to add the part of my work that I have developed for my own clients. And it's the good girl archetypes, which I want to add, which I explain. There are four different archetypes. Uh, and I want to kind of explain about that. And I just want to say that, like, it's not the end all be all. Um, but I want women to start from somewhere. And that really helps all of us, you know, just to have a starting point. Because So the first archetype, which is a lot of I see it a lot, is the independent woman, which is the overachiever. She wants to do it all. She wants to do it perfect. She norm normally a lot of them are perfectionists and um, they want to do it all alone, mostly. And um, and you find them saying, like, I don't need anything. I ain't need no man. And like all of those things. And they want to do it all look and smoke and hot I feel like this archetype so the independent woman the overachiever want to do it all all alone I feel like they burn out really fast and because they are doing a lot of emotional labor for everyone um and just like look at a businesswoman that wants to like be the best wife have a hot sex life have, take care of two kids and like do all of these things and look at look like you know nothing is no bad an eye like it, everything is fine everything is great so that's the first archetype so if you see, see yourself in the first archetype the independent woman what i want you to do just like start delegating start trusting that someone else can also help you doing things and that's like a huge thing for perfectionists, for overachievers and all of that. And rest. So rest and delegating is like two of the very important things to start doing for independent women. So the second one is the sacrificer or the care caretaker. So this one is the shadow of a mother. So the shadow of a mother is like she totally forgets herself. And I feel like that's what the patriarchy has told us that like a mother should be like selfless and it's just there for her kids and like, you know, stand behind a man and like all of these things. No, no, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> but so if you see yourself in this um, archetype, so for the second one, the sacrificer, if you are that, like you're taking, it doesn't have to be that like you are a mother by any means, but like you can be like someone that is just like always taking care of your friends and always being there for everyone. And just let others take care of you. Ask for support. And that's like such an edge. And like starting there, like start with small things. Maybe like ask a friend, like if they are in the, in the kitchen, bring you a glass of water if that's something really hard for you so like start small but build on that the third one is the yes girl so the yes girl is like super accommodating like she is accommodating for everyone she puts herself last maybe even off the list because they she has all of this list that like she has to accommodate you gotta start saying no Simple, not easy. So like you can even have like a practice that like you're you can talk to a friend and be like every day ask me for something. And I my practice is to say no 
I can't do it. No, I'm not available. No, no, no. So that's like having the boundaries. The yes girl really has a lot of issues with having boundaries. So that's your first step for the yes girl. And the fourth one is the I don't know girl. I also call her the wide-eyed girl because she's always looking outside for um, the answers. She also can be called the hero shero seeker. She's always looking for someone to come do the things for her because she never trusted herself. And then when people don't do it, she gets frustrated, frustrated. And there's just like a lot of resentment that gets to, that builds up. So if you are the I don't know girl, the hero, shero seeker, my first step for you is to start trusting your intuition. How? It's like such a broad term that gets like thrown. Trust your intuition. Whenever you're making a decision, I want you to close your eyes instead of calling your friend Kathy to ask for uh basically what to do um I want you to close your eyes take a deep breath maybe put your hand on your heart your pussy whatever and say I trust myself and really see what comes up for you when you ask the question after that like I don't know if I have to like do this and this just ask yourself how can I take the next step in my business? Or how can I take the next step in my relationship or whatever that is coming up for you? I hope this is helpful. This is really a huge part of unleashing your inner bad bitch to really find what is the archetype. So it gives you a good, because of our prefrontal cortex, we really like to have steps. Like what is the next step? That's why when we, read a book that's like five steps to success fuck that I don't have that for you but like what I do have is like the first step where to start and I feel like this is like very important for all of us to be able to take the first step at least I hope that is helpful for all of you and I'm sending you all so much love because this is not easy that sounded beautiful. Just really noticing which archetype people fall into and then just following that next step. So yeah. And just like you said before, being gentle on yourself, especially if this is really new and just taking time and going at your own pace. Um, where can <laughs> we find you? On Instagram, you can find me at the pleasure queen at dot sorry, at the.pleasure.queen, so the pleasure queen. And on, um, on the Facebook, you can find me at Ronak, R-O-N-A-K-P-A-N-A-H-I. And my Facebook group, come join, let's hang out. It's, it's great, it's delicious. It's called Unleash Your Inner Bad Bitch. And um, yeah, bring your friends. And it's a free group. And uh, I really would love to serve as many women as I can. So that's where it is. And I also have uh, something that is coming up. Yeah, I have a masterclass that is free and you can um, opt in for it. Uh, it's um, gonna happen on uh, Thursday, October 21st. Um, 
add to PMCFC. If you cannot be there, just sign up so I can send you the replay, reslay. And, <laughs> and um, so in this masterclass, I'm going to help you really um, find that um, part of you that you've been repressing for so long. If you don't even know what your inner bad bitch is, if you're unsure or don't even know how to connect with it and really find that good girl conditioning that has been like really in your way and kind of like swoosh her out of the way so you can really step into your power. That's really what this masterclass is for. If you can be there so you can ask questions, that's the best way. So I would like to see you there, whoever gets to be there. Yay. Yeah, that's awesome. And I will definitely put all these links in below the podcast. And you can find me at nightwindcoaching.com and on Instagram at nightwindcoaching. And thank you for being here, Ronak. Absolutely. It was so great to be here. It was so great to have a conversation with you, Knight. It's such a great thing that you're doing to really uh, reclaim these words that, like, you know, have been female cuss words. Like, I feel like the all of these, like, uh, words really need to be reclaimed. So thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you. And I will see all of you next week. Bye.